Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is one of the most difficult situations that any of us can possibly um, consider. And that is, and we've been hearing about this over the last number of days, evidence of 200, the bodies of 215 children um, at a former residential school near Kamloops, British Columbia. And uh, the Prime Minister has quite rightly said that um, flags will fly at half-staff at uh, federal buildings for the uh, next days. You know, it just breaks your heart, you know, because we're, we're talking about we're talking about kids, children. And I, I got to thinking about uh, where the, the story is just so heartbreaking, so disturbing. And I, for some reason, I thought of Charlie Angus, whose uh, writing of, of uh, Timmins, James Bay, includes quite a number of First Nations communities. And just on a, on a whim, I called Charlie earlier today, and I, Charlie, thank you for coming on the show, and I asked you whether, and I know your heart's breaking over the story from Kamloops, over the, of, of what we found out from Kamloops, and I asked you whether you have, among your uh, constituents, people you know in your writing, whether they have said to you that they've lost kids and no one's ever reported about them uh, to the parents, and you said, yes, that has happened. Thanks for coming on the show. Talk to us about your feelings about Kamloops first, please. Well, well, thank you, Roy. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of grief and trauma that's being experienced right now. My uh, my phone's been going off the hook, Facebook messages from people. Um, and I, I think to understand is that every First Nation community in this country, they have stories. Um, I've had stories shared with me. Um, and, you know, we're talking about children who were taken away at age five and nobody ever said what happened to them. I mean, uh, Martin Falls, the story of Chani Wenjack, you know, the, the great thing Gord Downey did. Well, I met another family there. Their little boy never came home. Um, I've got people in Attawapiskat. Um, t- very traumatic stories. And I've even been at a funeral where we finally got the body of a little boy home, and it was one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. So when we heard that news, uh, it's shaken a lot of people up and people are living it and people are saying, what does this mean and how, what do we got to do? Because obviously the churches and the administrators and all that haven't come clean with us on the extent of the missing kids. It's, it is something that you, um, that you can't even imagine. You can't imagine the horror of the families uh, of these children and we will eventually... I imagine know who they are, and and whether we'll be able to connect all the dots and and to connect the, the the evidence and the it's so hard to talk about Charlie. Whether we'll be able to you know tie everything together that needs to be tied together because there has to be a huge investigation and and it and it goes beyond um, what you and I are talking about here. This is this is going to be a, a national issue of conscience, and I can't imagine what families feel like. Uh, first of all, for what you're explaining to us, losing a child and then not knowing what happened to the child and nobody making an effort to explain to you or try to find out for you. Yeah, Roy, that's the thing. Um, we know that particularly in the early days, uh, the death rates, the death rates in the residential schools in Western Canada 
were higher than the deaths in the trenches in First World War. 20, 40, 60% death rates of children. And that was considered okay. That was the government policy. But this has gone on. This is These are stories from the 60s and the 70s that I've heard. Um, I mean, I just talked to a woman yesterday whose father saw a little boy at St. Anne's Residential School, which is one of the most notorious places, and he never told anyone this story. He saw a little boy thrown down the stairs, and he said, that little boy died. And he said, like, there's no record of him. Um, he, his family were probably, you know, isolated, some poor family living out on the trap lines, and they took their kid away. And, like, I think it's the lack of the, the indignity that was committed to these children, you know, that these children died, yeah. and whatever conditions they died in, whether yes, it was sir. tuberculosis or abuse, the complete disregard to even tell their families to, to bury them properly, to secretly bury them like they were trash. That, I think, is what really is is traumatizing people right now. Charlie, what's available to you as a member of Parliament? You talk to your constituents, like the person you spoke with yesterday. What's available to you today in 2021, as we head into June of 2021, what's available to you as far as investigative tools are concerned, holding people to account is concerned, uh, just just examining records is concerned, getting to the bottom of what happened? How... Uh, do you have the tools available to you to do that? Well, Roy, um, I've done a lot with the survivors of St. Anne's Residential School. And the first trip I ever took in Datawapiskat, a woman came up and said, what happened to my uncle? Him and his two friends, they were 10 and 11. They disappeared. They were trying to escape the priest. We never found them. Um, I did a serious amount of digging on that, Roy. I, I got the old RCMP records. I pieced together a lot of that story, but... The stories I hear in the community was that those boys may have been found and killed. Um, people said they knew where the graves were, but, you know, the police came. Nobody ever wanted to look. Like, So this is big. It's bigger than all of us. I think we need to talk about some kind of forensic audit at these sites to be able to go. I mean, they do that in, for mass graves elsewhere. We need to we need to actually find out the numbers. It's this is not something I think we can put aside in Canada. The 215 children no, we were allowed to die and be buried in, with such indignity, and nobody ever knew. Don't tell no. me that's not the case at other schools. So I, we're gonna. I think there's going to be a lot of talking about this, Roy. And I'm I'm still in my early moments of thoughts about it, so I'm probably not very articulate about it. But I think we have to think about what is right and how to do this right to do justice for these children because they deserved better. Oh my God, yes! Oh my God, yes! Um, I, I, I don't know, Charlie. You talk about being articulate. I can't find any words. I literally, cannot find the words to aptly describe uh, how horrific this is, and how it makes me just feel uh, in in the gut. And I would imagine this is happening to people right across this country. Um, it is. You know, children are sacrosanct, and yeah. they must be sacrosanct. And this cannot be allowed to just disappear. And for you to, to tell me and tell all of us on the air right now that you are aware of members of your constituency, First Nations members of, of your constituency in uh, Timmins, James Bay, who will tell you the same story today, uh, that, that it happened to them, is just yeah. mind-numbing. It is. I want to say, though, Roy, like um, the family, the Hunter family in Tijuana, Joyce Hunter, fierce woman called me all the time about her brother Charlie who died uh, at the school in Moose Factory and they didn't even tell the family for months that 
Charlie had been buried there. She said, we want our bro- brother home. And I looked at every option. I didn't know how to get her brother's body home. He'd never been brought home. And she went to the Truth and Reconciliation, and she told that story. She called government, she called church, everything. And it was in the media. And within a week, the people of Canada raised the money for Charlie to come home. And it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. They just wanted him home, to bring him home. And the Canadian people did that. The government didn't do it. The church didn't do it. None of the officials did the right thing. The Canadian people heard the story about Charlie Hunter and said, how do we donate? And they finally brought his body home. And Canadians are good about this. Canadians have learned a lot. We're still learning, and, and it's a hard lesson that we're learning. Governments in the church haven't lived up to their part, and they still aren't. So that's I just want to put that out there. Well, I'm glad you did because there is tremendous generosity in our broader Canadian community. When people know there's help required, there's never a shortage of people who are willing to step up and say, I'm here. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.